Welcome back to an all new installment of Super Metal Brothers. I am Super Metal Brother Matt. And I'm Super Metal Brother Dan. Danny, we're here once again to talk about the news, the reviews. We've got more for the listeners. But first, 1st of June, that's actually an exciting day. Something very special has happened on this day. Oh, yeah, Marilyn Monroe was born. Oh, that was always a highlight oh, I was going to say, it's two days for my birthday. Oh, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. I was being selfish, thinking about myself. But if you don't follow Super Metal Dan on Facebook, you'd know it's his birthday. He's just kicked the 30, so make sure you just wish him a, a very, very happy birthday. Congratulations, Dan, you old-timer. So you have to repeat that. I'm getting a bit old my age, would you say? No, I'm 32, so I can't remember what I just said. <laughs> what are we here for? Well, I know what we're going to hear for. We're going to do the headline news, so let's jump right ah, into it, Danny. well played. Alright, so for the headlines, first up, we're going to go straight onto it, and we're going to talk wrestling for the first time here on Super Metal Brothers. Danny, are you excited to be talking about the WWE? Ooh, yes. What you going to do, brother, when the Super Metal Brothers go wild on you, dude? I get it, brother, brother. See what you're doing oh, there. Oh, mate. Mm. So Triple H uh, from NXT, if you don't know who Triple H is, he's been an all-time wrestler. He just does his thing, you know. Um, what he's, he's actually the guy who runs NXT, which is a side brand of the WWE now. And he's doing a lot of cross-promotion work. And his new one, he must be listening to the podcast, Danny. Can you believe it? Because he's gotten baby metal on board. Oh, man, if, if we're listening to it, then someone else must be listening to it. We, we have uh, that. A handful of people listening to it on podcast on like SoundCloud that must mean Triple H is listening to it because two degrees separation. What is it? Well, yeah, exactly. It must be because at the end of the day, we said we're going to trademark these ideas. We didn't, and now we're getting punished for it. Well, look, yeah, but we all know where the idea came from. We just go back one week or something and go. I mean, to be fair, it was a whole decade ago for myself. But to know? be honest, you know, WWE sounds like a small company, so I don't think they got much money. So I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they had a change of nine because a bu- bunch of animal. That's right. Um, so that they that they should have the F, not them. So a bunch of like big tough dudes uh, go scared of like animal activists. Jeez. That's right. Yeah. So if you want to watch hardcore long. wrestling, apparently you have to go to the zoo. So never mind. But we're going to talk about it anyway. Um, so Triple H has got Baby Metal involved. So for the next pay per view, they're going to plug up uh, one of the songs off the new Baby Metal album. So as far as cross promotion goes, Baby Metal are just taking off right now. And if they're the biggest thing in WWE, you want them. There's no stopping these guys. Oh yeah, it'd be great. I mean, it'd be a great chance for. Uh, wrestling to have more metal bands. I think Triple H said himself, he's a mass metalhead. He had Motorhead play and that's right on one of his uh, pay per views. We've seen Killswitch uh, do a song for CM Punk, which, uh, yeah. funny enough, almost broke up the band. They had such a hard time recording and writing that song that it actually split the unit at one point. Can really? you believe it? Wow. And talking about Killswitch, I think fans of Killswitch will stay tuned for um, something happening a little bit later on. That's right. We've got an incarnate review coming up. So let's go on to our next story. And I cannot believe this is the second time I'm going to mention this, but um, Aborted have actually done the unthinkable and done another side project band. Well, at least three of the members from Aborted have started a new side project band. And that's called Oracles. Danny, have you heard the new track from this band? I have heard a new track from the band Oracles. That is uh, apparently they used to be another formation of System Divide. Yep. It sounds the same I, I heard a couple of system device songs and I heard oracle song and i thought it was the same band but it's good again it's uh, good to go again using the uh, female singer plus the male singer like in a flesh god so they can come with different dynamics and yeah that's really cool ground groovy man yeah groovy. i think it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be a ch- uh, an album we're gonna definitely review but i just love the intensity some of those riffs like they're bringing some of that gen insp- inspiration with the more death metal and ferociousness and They've combined it really well together, so look forward to that. So check it out. Uh, moving on to a, a sadder story for some fans. We've witnessed the end of Deathlock, Danny. Yeah, that's Deathlock without an A, like a Megadeth. So true metal fans <sighs> understand 
That's why Deathlock's spelled that way. Yeah. And no C before the K because I guess they're happy Gilmore fans. And yeah, so if you guys... Uh, we'll see K. <laughs> if you guys have been watching Comedy Central, they've been doing the show called Metal Apocalypse. And that's been continuing for a few seasons, but they've actually gotten to a point now where Brendan Smalls told Metal Injection, it's not happening. Danny, there's a funny story to it. Do you want to hear it? Yes, I've got time, Matt. Yeah. All right. So for all you listeners out there, it is now Super Metal Brother Matt's giving you some bedtime stories. So Comedy Central, for financial reasons, have told Brendan Small that they cannot continue the show. Now, he went away and financials backers came and they offered him just under $2 million. So the fans have gone together on social media. They pumped it up. And now they've got financial backers. You know, they want to see this happen. So they came back to Comedy Central like, hey, guess what? We can do this. we got all the money we need. And Comedy Central just turned to him and said, no, you don't get it. We don't want to do the show anymore. Dude, that must really have sucked. Well, I understand. Like, Comedy Central, there's no risk for Comedy Central. You have people, other people want to fund it. They obviously have a big fan base. I mean, just play it at like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Who's, who's going to pay attention? I have a feeling that Comedy Central are kind of um, maybe trying to like sell a, their business or sell like a model to someone trying to get more advertisers and some of the advertisers are like man we're not going to advertise you if that Metal Apocalypse shirt's on there so Central Comedy Central are playing all dumb like nah 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 we're not putting Metal Apocalypse on nah we're not and then once they get these advertisers or something change over then Metal Apocalypse come back and maybe we'll call it a different name maybe yeah. Apocalypse Metal they're content to playing some of the old uh, episodes though so maybe they're like dude you guys aren't funny as you used to be anymore I wish they do that to Family Guy because that really needs to stop yeah, even Robot Chicken I think that's kind of oh. slowly working out they, it, yeah. they did that awesome thing with Star Wars and like I've laughed at that and they're like wow this is great and then they're just kind of riding that coattail so maybe it's for the best who knows guys let us know what you think about the Metal Apocalypse being discontinued from our shelves so that's a bit of sad news mm. on to some f- uh, lighter news uh, now this is interesting Danny have you heard ACDC with Axl Rose I have heard ACDC Axl Rose I held off as long as I could but to do justice and have some sort of credibility in this commentary I know incredibly hard and you, you don't know who I am you don't really know what I'm saying or you don't believe me but <laughs> pretend I have heard Axl Rose sing live and what I can say is that he does a good job as an ACDC lead singer. You know, it's funny because Paul Ryan's come out. Uh, he's a Republican in the States. If you don't know who Paul Ryan is, we forgive you. We didn't really know who he was either. Yeah. If to, to help the Australians, Paul Ryan's kind of like if Tony Abbott and Pauline Hanson had a love child and then... <laughs> oh, what an ugly love child. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's one part. But then like... and then. Those love childs got together, had another love child. This oh. is what this guy represents on the political scale. It's so process of basically breeding them the third degree. That's what Danny's trying to yeah, say. Yeah, and he just he just doesn't he doesn't he hates poor people. Just put it that way. Yeah, but what he said is that it's a little weird, and he, he doesn't like his raspy tone, Axel Rose's raspy tone. But Angus Young's come out and defended Axel Rose, and I think Axel Young has a point. He hasn't done anything bad. Uh, he's done what's needed for the for the songs and. I thought he could hit the notes. Uh, and what doesn't help guys like Paul Ryan is because he came out and said, you know, I've got a list from ACDC to Led Zeppelin, but Danny, that's only two CDs. Yeah, it's not that impressive. And I don't think he's the CDs. He probably got like a grace hiss of like other radio shows which only have those two songs on there. Yeah. So I think he's only got one CD and happens to have ACDC and Led Zeppelin on it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because if you've got ACDC to it's, it's only A to L. It's not A to Z like, unless you go yeah. his last name first. But who alphabetizes their CDs like that? Maybe Republicans do, but... You know, for the people who love their CDs and don't want to get mixed up, so it's just know, all political spin, man. He's just a political spin. He, this poor Ryan guy, he doesn't know what he's even talking about. Yeah. Like, well, what is what is music? He kind of has hearty. This is what politicians do. They're like, no, I'm touched with the. I'm cool. I know ACDC. Uh, what other bands? You know, um, 
Metallica. Yeah, it's like like last week because <laughs> all those cool kids were nice. Yeah, I listened to Metal Man. Yeah, Into Sandman. What other what other songs you listen to? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I gotta go. My mum's calling, man. Oh man, yeah. It's it's heavy. Yeah, but let's. So you know, oh, check it out because I think Axl Rose is doing an okay job. The metal community sure isn't killing him on it, so you must know he's doing okay to be, you know, incredibly passionate about ACDC. It makes sense that people would kill it, but they didn't. They just kind of let it be on, you know, on their websites, and they don't really say much else about it. So, take it for what it is. It's just, you know, some singing. Yeah, he was. They were, they were really punishing ACDC style with the fans. I think, like in Belgium, seven thousand, six thousand people demanded a refund. But yeah. I have heard stories of that since. So you got to give him credit. Uh, and I think, look, Astro so far is behaving himself. I guess to be fair, he's wheelchair bound so it's not like he can really run off quickly so I think ACDC might be like wheeling him into the shows yeah that's right when I saw I thought he sprained an ankle in true Axl Rose fashion sitting on that throne and I was like ah this is not going to help him out at all but you know we'll, we'll take it for what it is lots of people who love metal in Europe and you know the reason why we know there's lots of people that love metal in Europe Danny because we're going to go there <laughs> we are <laughs> and our bands are but someone out there has gone to the trouble and putting a number of bands Per million people, at like a sort of graph, it's it's phenomenal. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Um, if if you ever wanted to know where to go in Europe based purely on metal bands, I mean, th- to be fair, they don't really do genres of metal, but to be just 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 go based purely on metal. When of course the uh, northern European countries, the Norse countries are. Oh, the chug is full. I think I think like every street corner there's a metal band playing. Oh, that's right. Finland especially is 630 metal bands per million people. That must be a prerequisite. It, it's almost like people here who follow an AFL team. You know, that's for them. It's like I mean, I'm in a metal band. Like, duh, is that isn't it obvious? It's just how yeah. how does it happen? Yeah, I know people, I guess, paint their ladder boxes and the gutters of the rows different colours to represent what metal they like. See, it seems the thing that the further north you go on this map, the colder it is and the more bands who are pissed off about being cold write metal music. So maybe that's the biggest problem with Australia is that we need global warming to happen faster so we can have more metal bands in it. But won't that make it hotter? Oh, yeah. Oh, that would make me less metal bands. All right, guys. No, that's going to stop global warming. Start global cooling, man. Global cooling, guys. If you want to see more brutal metal bands coming from your shores only, you need to make sure to get that CFC and just put it in the bin. Just get rid of that stuff. Hey, Danny. Yeah, but also that's, I guess that's why it explains why Tasmania is very good. Like one of the most successful metal bands is Cycroptic, and they're from Tasmania. And they've only got like, what, 20 people in Tasmania. Yeah, but maybe they like sit in a fridge and just do rehearsals like in a big cooler or something. You know, it makes sense because they'd be angry. Yeah, they'd be, I mean, what else you got to do in Tasmania apart from like climbing trees and yeah. seeing your relatives? No, it's just saying because birthdays. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Birthdays and nothing, nothing. But the players you have sex with. Oh, no. Fun for the whole family. Ah, no. So, you know, and to finish off our segment today, we just wanted to give you another great love story. We finished another love story last week, Dave. Do you remember that? birthday. Yeah, we came to that, the best wedding of all time where the lovely wife presented her husband-to-be with all these metal bands wishing him off into a new celebrated goodness which would be their marriagehood. This year, this week, Danny, what happened? Yeah, so like another fantastic news story, full of just warm hearts, and makes you makes you realize that you know life is life is great and yeah. life is good. And turning thirty isn't that bad, you know. You, you know, there's nothing wrong turning thirty and being single. All oh, right, sorry. all right, My Danny. Problems. But no, the, the story of the matter is Rob Flynn, aka Machine Head lead man, apparently six years ago had his uh, favorite guitar and even 
I guess a personally signed dime bag Daryl guitar stolen from him, mm-hmm. which was very uh, very distraught, um, distressing for Rolf Lynn, considering like dime bag passed on. This probably would have meant quite a lot to Rolf Lynn. So for him to get the car, guitar back after so long, it was just a great story. And the way he got it back was was amazing. I think I think they could like do a movie based on this whole story where yep. um, that some girl bought like you know those like those storage war shows where they buy like, locked up storage containers. Yeah, like, they kind of like had these Jedi so you like touch the the metal gate and they're like, "There's a car in here." We must yeah. spend four hundred dollars. How do they know? They always manage to get these like obscure. Like there was a uh, one time there was a astronaut uh, costume in there. Like so, actually legit one from NASA. I'm like, that's stupid. What did Neil Armstrong do nah, after he went I to the moon? It's like, oh, you know, had a great time. Where are you gonna store it in, in a museum? No, we'll just put it in a storage locker. Like, how does it happen? But you know, maybe I'm buying into it. Yeah, it's like just amazing. The TV cameras are always there when this happens. Oh, it's just nice. the best timing. Ever. Love it. Love anyway, it, but, going but, back to the Rolf Lynn story, this, apparently this lady, I don't know her name is, let's call her lady because that's easier. Yeah. She bought the... Um, top lady. Top lady, top lass because what she's done is quite noble. Yeah. She bought this container for $10. $10, that's American, so that's about 14 Australian or so. So just help you out a bit, which is pretty much a lunch. So for a lunch mm-hmm. meal, she bought this container which had, I think it was two or so guitars or all this other stuff. But one of the guitars she knows had a uh, like a bit of a signature on her back. She thought, "Yeah, signatures on a guitar that's gonna be worth something." Took it down to a local, I guess, pawnbroker or someone. That pawnbroker was able to take a, a photograph or something of the signature, and somehow there's a Google app because there's an app for everything. I think um, there's there's an app to measure levels. I think there's an app for wind direction. There's an app to count the pimples on your back. Mm. This app he actually said, "Oh, yeah, that photograph belongs to this guitar," and then they backtrack the story because Google like somehow links that photo to the, the guitar and all the stories on Google and all this like Big Brother shit and they determine oh this guitar belonged to uh, you know Rob Flynn uh, the the lady got in contact with I think Dunlop something pick up something the head guy and said oh we've got your guitar and yeah reunited with Rob Flynn yeah oh with that one breath shit yeah that was uh, wow Danny that was really cool so there you go congratulations to Rob Flynn getting back his guitar yeah, I, I, I don't know how he, I would live without it I mean girlfriends and wives come and go but when you lose your guitar you lose a part of yourself don't you Danny yeah, I, I don't understand the pain you must go through when you break a string. Oh that, man, that it's must be worse than birth. Given birth, yeah. I think you, you actually hurt. Oh, it must be. Like, I, I honestly, I've never cried so much in my life. Oh, I mean, the, the string goes and like oh. nick your finger. And you oh my do god, the string. you got to fix. You have it. to go oh, down to the mate, shop, which is probably like you know sure. ten minutes away. Oh, it's line too, up, oh. get your card out. Pay for it. Oh, it's, it's a whole. It's, you might as well give up on life. Yeah, honestly, don't practice. There's no reason why you need to. So there you go. Thank you, Rob Flynn. Thank you, the lady who gave thank Rob Flynn's guitar. Lady. And thank you for people who leave shit, very expensive stuff, in abandoned storage containers. Because you know, without you, we wouldn't spend ten dollars. And people with no idea wouldn't watch a dumb TV show, oh. which they shouldn't watch. I Stop supporting it. those dumb reality shows, people. Live Don't your life. Don't tell me what to do. I yeah, need to I'm, watch I'm it. old now. I'm, I can give advice when no one asks for it because that's what old people are allowed to do. That's right. You hit 30 now. You're like a conceited, cynical so, what'd you bum say? face. I can't hear what you said, so I'm a bit old now. What? On to our feature presentation, Danny, we are going to bestill our knowledge on the metal community, but more importantly, we're going to do it with the lead singer from Wide Chapel. Mm. I think this is more old man stuff now, so this is good. I'm again, throwing out my advice when I want to ask for it. Okay, so if you don't know what happened, there was a feature article on, I think it was either Metal Injection or Metal Sucks. I think it was Metal Injection. Anyway, 
Yeah, we shouldn't mention Max. They don't sponsor us. So, oh, yeah. it so was from another inferior metal uh, you know, publication that we definitely don't use every week for our resource for news stories. <sighs> but what he's come out and said is that fans are too obsessed about true metal. And his exact quotes are, you should like music just for the way it sounds, not because he was associated with it. If you like the song, just listen to it. Danny, what does this all mean? Yeah, apparently like... Uh, I don't know if it's from uh, the Lisa Whitechapel's first-hand experience of what he just hears through the grapevine, but it comes to the point now where, for size, there's too many subgenres, and people are very passionate about the subgenres more so than political parties or religion. It's like it's like you're I was born into the subgenre, and I believe in the subgenre, and I'll die listening to only this subgenre, even though this subgenre has only been existing for six months. I will follow it to my death. And then you have these people like they'll hear a song and they hear it listening. And, oh, this is a pretty sweet song, man. And they go to their friend, say, friend, who is this band? Yep. And the friend will go, this is blah, blah, band. You're like, oh, I hate blah, blah. Therefore, I hate this song I liked only 10 seconds ago. So really? That, that sounds like old people forgetting shit. Well, it's interesting because what, what we need to do now is to clear up within the metal community what is true metal. Yeah. So what we need to do firstly is discuss what true metal looks like and what true metal sounds like, okay? So let's talk about what true metal looks like. Danny, nothing speaks to metal truer than what it looks like than putting it into a stereotype. Oh, stereotypes are great. I mean, you have to think about stereotypes. That's right. You know, it's like being racist, but like towards white people. So, you know, it's okay. So let's talk about what it looks like to be metal. Like, So when you see it, like that's metal. Like you see that, it's like that's not metal. So you can look at, you know, someone in the pop industry and immediately cast them away. Danny, what do you look for when you see... What looks metal? Oh, what looks metal? Again, this is tricky, man, because it goes through the different genres, the, through the different years. But we're going to be very simple, very generic, probably very Hollywoodized version of what metal yeah. is. There's a big blanket over it, so there's no more debate about it because people don't... We don't want to debate anymore. We know the answers. We've got them all here. We've got them all in our beautiful studio with our Rolex watches, with two L's, two L's. and our beautiful new Ferraris that don't come with any doors. Ferraris are sweet. Mine's like remote control. Oh, man. It was my birthday present, man. It's really sweet, man. I think I already broke had, a wheel. I wish I had a remote control. So yeah. let's let's talk about it. Looks. Looks. Okay, the first thing you got to start with, man, is the long hair, yeah. brother. Long hair or no hair? Yeah, you have like, the shoes. Yeah, you you have can't the shoes. be true metal and, and expect to be one or the other. you you, you got to do it. Yeah, you can't have short back and side haircut. That's not metal. If you went to a job Jeez. interview, you're not metal. doesn't matter if you're playing Cannibal Corpse or uh, Ferrero Rocher. It doesn't matter. You could be beating up on a puppy while you're walking to that metal thing. Uh, no. th- that's still not metal, man. That will just make you an arsehole unless yeah, an arsehole. you're wearing corpse paint. That's another thing, Danny. Corpse paint, very metal. Corpse paint, yeah, that's, that's the that's getting on the top echelons of metal, man. If you need to look like the crow, then you're starting to look like a true metal head. You know, you could you could play... That's the thing, because imagery overrides sound. Like You can sound like Lordy, but if you look like Viking warriors that wear their daughter's face paint, you're in. Yeah, I mean, to, to describe... Good levels of corpse paint. We can use the Joker from Batman as an example. So yeah, we, we, go, we, go, we go Joker, Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yeah, he's pretty metal. Yeah, but then you go Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker. That's yeah, even more that's metal. That's more metal. And then you go Joker, you know, the Arkham uh, Batman animated series, and that's okay metal. Not so much corpse paint there. Yeah, it's kind of got that trans kind of gender thing from the uh, the Poison era. So it's kind of like he'd fit into that kind of metal, yeah. which is dressing up like a girl. Very metal. Yeah. Jared Leto, I don't know. That's actually a weird different metal. That's more like 
Marlon Mounts, uh, Marilyn Manson medal. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta do it like you know. There's a whole thing of the glam medal in the '90s, I think it was, and like yeah, you put that lipstick on, mm. and you know you, you nail polish and you're suspended. Oh, you tease and your hair. Tease your, you have to get your hair. Yeah, you, you spray hairspray cans of it, yeah. and you need to go to town on those locks. Yeah, you know, that's where and that's where Duckface came from. All these like girls and like. Facebook stuff with Duckface that came from Blade Metal Bands ladies yeah. oh. they're not metal because you they're know metal. they haven't teased their hair enough yeah and they got like no like steel spikes on man because you, you need to also have steel spikes or something studded or something leather when it comes to metal if, here's the thing a bondage and S&M is metal like if you're wearing you know your studs and like a gimp suit that's pretty metal yeah borderline like homophobic like homosexual shit man that's yeah. like pretty much considered male but we're not man we're like men you know nah everyone's cool see this is the thing we embrace every culture and every society but it's just the look you know this is the thing about metal it, it takes all the stuff that people think oh that's kind of weird oh it's metal that's metal you know yeah I mean? that's metal yeah. so you know I think more importantly though we need to talk about how nudity is definitely metal look at Manowar for example you know yeah. if you're wearing a loincloth and holding a sword that's metal. Fuck, that is like more metal than like T one thousand in a um <laughs> metal recycling plant. Metal. Oh, absolutely! It is quintessential that you need to wear less, and that's more. Yeah, I mean that that that's true. But these guys here, they're like built like tanks, man. Yeah. You know, even the guy now apparently gyms are metal, weights are metal, weights are metal. Yeah, they're like legit metal. I mean, like anything where a magnet gets attached to it, that's considered metal. Yeah. So you know. That's gonna help it out. We've talked, so we've covered black metal with obviously we covered death metal. You know, um, you know, being bold and Got angry bold, and, and being muscly. Yeah. You know, we talked glam metal. Uh, you, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we know what it looks like. So when you see it, you know what it is, right? And we hope we clear that up for you. Yep. But how does it sound? Like true metal has a sound. That's what the guy from Whitechapel was talking about. You know, people hear a band and like, ah, uh, it sounds like Nickelback, and I must hate it because you know everyone hates Nickelback. Yeah. So it's true. We we should be actually say sorry for mentioning that name. The name we shouldn't be mentioned. Oh, absolutely. We've just sorry, like the three viewers that tune in every week. <laughs> Instead of Nickelback, we Metal Brothers. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I guess we're two of those three as well. All right. So let's talk about sound, Danny. What is a metal sound? A metal sound can be summed up as like a car crash on top of a volcano, like yeah. erupting. That's like that's metal. That's grouse. I'm talking grouse. that is a grouse or a street. So if you can hear it, it's not metal, pretty much. Like if you can understand it and like transcribe it, it's not metal. Oh, but Russell Allen, you can hear Russell Allen. Yes, and this is the thing. When you talk metal, you need to have an operatic approach as well. Oh, so yes. if you've got a register that is far three or four octaves above, you know any pop or rock or whatever that's metal hey like you need to obviously get your testicles and put them in your right hand and don't let go for three minutes until you finish that song yeah until you hear the the dogs in your neighborhood barking and that the dogs actually incorporated into your soundtrack and you oh. actually like alter the dog sound to make it sound like a growl then that's metal on metal man that gets dog, you more brutal dog pound metal that's dog pound metal man. That's brutal. get onto it it's like dog core yeah, and that, that's full metal because you're like in a dog. Jack like, Russell uh, Core. Jack Russell Core. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I could listen to some Jack Russell Core later on. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. it's a sound, right? You know, and that's what true metal is. You know, if you're singing, it's probably not going to be true metal because like it's going to be sensitive 
and it's going to be nice. Yeah. And, and then, you know, your mom's going to like it. And then you have to explain to your friends why you stop your 13-year addiction to buying guitars and, you know. Yeah, especially when you're wearing all that, like you got your long hair, you got all that like leathery gimp oh. stuff, but you listen to like soft sense of lyrics. People say, kind of question you. Yeah, you, you can't combine, you know, wearing stockings and being like this awesome guy from the 80s and then expecting to be sensitive. You, you can't do both. You can't choose one or the other. Too much metal becomes not metal. It's like a polarizing yeah. it's a full circle, isn't it? It's, it's like a roller coaster. You keep climbing up that metal ladder. Metal don't like playing too hard. See, if you try too hard, then it's like... See, that's yeah. why some of the production of Black Metal is like, meh. As soon as you have good production like Dimmu Boogie, people don't like it. I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> right. I can hear what they're doing. Oh my God, you know, because their metal look is so yeah. good... Yeah. That if their sound is so good, people are like, no, it's too much. You're too good at being metal. So you're bad at it. That's right. It's like if you become too good and then you become commercial level metal. And whoa, man, you can't be good and famous at the same time. That's not metal. You you need to struggle financially and you need to live out of a van. That is metal, man. Yeah, or you put all your money in production and then you look like hobos. You know, if you have one or the other, and so that's the paradox that people have to understand when talking about true metal. You can do one or the other really well, but you can't do both. Yeah, so I think we're trying to say, like, stereotypes are fun and all, and they don't really progress anything, but we, we, we've, we've enjoyed um, stereotyping the hell out of what we really love. Oh, absolutely. I think right now we can uh, m- safely move on to our last segment because we have, again, solved completely finished a war no more arguments in playgrounds no more fighting you know all those ads that the uh, the government's put out about people beating each other up they can just put them away we've, we've, we have solved war we have done it yeah, I don't know how us defying our parody version of what true movies that solve wars but all, all I can you don't s- get it Danny nah, you're not metal enough I'm not metal enough man. I'm not, I'm not black enough today that's right you need to put more makeup on Danny or you know get that CD of yours and like put some scratches into it so you can't hear it yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I just, I, I've just decided to be too. I'm too commercial today, man. I'm, I'm just kind of corporate. All right, guys. So thank you so much for that segment. And for our very last one, we're going to doing the review of Killswitch Engage Incarnate. Danny, let's talk Killswitch. Have you been a fan of them? Yes or no? I would say yes. With a long, hmm, this album here is interesting. But uh, before we go back to the original point, yes. Me and Matt, we've been uh, fans of Killswitch for a long time. I think that's one of the first bands I think I got into back oof, when the Jesse first started as their singer. Yeah, Jesse was the first guy, and he's come back for the third album he's been on. Um, there was a previous album before this called Dasandi and Sassen, and before that, he took a hiatus from the band, uh, deciding that he had confidence issues and he wasn't in a very good place when he well when he first joined the band. So he did one album when he first joined the band, uh, being uh, oh, I've already forgotten what it's called, Live or Just Breathing. And after a lot of just breathing, he went on hiatus, and then Tim Howard came in to fill the ranks. So now we're here, you know, uh, so many years later, and he's done his third album with the band. And Danny, this album has caused some people to love it, and some people to not so much hate it, but be a bit meh with it. Yeah, I'm I'm more so in the uh, latter with the uh, whole meh approach. Um, I mean, like overall thing, we'll get to at the end. But I guess we can start with our five main ways of uh, deciphering what we consider. That's well, what, right. How, how we judge an album, we have our five uh, ways yeah. of doing it. So we talk riffs, we talk uh, s- vocals, vocals, we talk groove, we talk diversity, uh, diversity, and then oh, Danny's Danny and his diversity, mm, diversity, diversity, and then we talk about the final one, which is the production, which production. is pretty much our overall impression of the whole entire package. So let's talk riffs, Danny. The riffs on this album, the guitar stuff. Did you love it? Did you hate it? What would you rate it? Why? 
old old match riffs I actually heard a riff on the whole album I mean there was no money riffs on this album there's nothing like where I just wanted to blast my speaker so loud that I can't hear the police siren behind me and that's how you get out of tickets you just pretend you don't hear it yeah <laughs> look I've never seen a police officer being angry for you listening to metal nah never uh, there's, there's always you know people need to go to the office and be like I was speeding listening to the new you know anything the new Sugar album oh yeah duh yeah, like, why li- wouldn't you listen to music loud in your car that's metal that, please understand that oh yeah, that's right it's, um, it's a uh, was it a code 1045 of the yeah. police thing yeah, that, yeah. you can't arrest someone who listens to heavy metal loud so the risks on this album here's the thing the one thing that for old Killswitch fans would love is the they had a bit of an anger and a bit of an edge to all their riffs you know when you talk Alive or Just Breathing or End of Heartache those albums there had a similar structure to a degree with the way they would structure a song but the wrists themselves had a certain intensity and they just kind of grab you and kind of grind your face against the gutter and just be like, this is like edgy and raw. And even the choruses, though they were catchy, still had a lot of passion and a lot of drive to it. Uh, later on, now they've started to get a sound where they're in a great place. They're happy. They're inspired. They're talking about things that they've overcome. And Danny, when bands go, when metal bands go happy, I tend to fall out of love with them. Yeah, again, being happy is not metal, man. You have to be upset and depressed, just like the. Uh, just like that's why Northern Europe is so great because they're always depressed because it rains. Yeah, twenty nine million days of the year. Yeah, it's it's a bit like that. So there there are some. Here's the thing: there are some great risks off this album. Don't get me wrong, but they're kind of thrown all to, uh, around the place to really give Jesse Leach the the freedom to kind of and he goes off like this vocal performance he, he hits all the registers hits all the screens all that but the riffs themselves yeah we can talk about riffs like until the day which is like Danny it must be like a melodic power metal song really like that's a good variation some of those hardcore riffs that you hear in some of the earlier stuff like you know strength in the mind or alone I stand that kind of stuff yeah actually track eight is actually my favorite track of the album I, I don't say that too often when my CD player was refusing to play tracks 1 to 7 it was the only time I used to like track 8 only but this one it has to be my favorite album oh, song more so because it has like a powerly metal sound to it which I, I do I do appreciate yeah that's right. and the great to see I think a lot of friends that I've shown this song to are like wow is this how the album sounds like I'm like no like this is the apart from I must admit the extras the special edition yeah those tracks there's two tracks off that of the special edition which are heavier but that's not we cannot really incorporate into this album because it's funny enough that kind of stuff doesn't really fit on this album yeah I mean like again going to the riffs I, I still couldn't find any riff that I really ultra remembered or really wanted to hear over and over again like the song ends you want to start again just so you can go to that part of the song where you really want to jam it loud yeah some of the breakdowns like after you know second chorus breakdown second chorus solo yeah some of those breakdowns are cool and heavy and chunky and a bit groovy that's sweet but i just i can't remember of any decent uh riffs yeah like embrace the journey and quite distressed they like had that you know a bit of intensity to it in the start or whatever but yeah. again it hits the chorus and you're like this is a formula that they've got down now Jesse sounds this anthem, which he does very well. So if you like the way that Killswitch do songs and have that anthem chorus that mm-hmm. you sing love, and which is this is what Killswitch do now for albums, I think is make sure they have the album that they can play live because they know what the fans want to hear. And we might just not be that fan anymore. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much for riffs. Probably vocal performance. I think they already 
put on. Jesse does a great job, and yeah, yeah Jesse does. Oh, yes. No. So, so we'll, we'll go back to riffs, and we'll come back to the vocals in a sec. So let's just oh, say, riffs, cool. yeah. So we're on to riffs, but so yeah, we'll just have to say with the riffs. You know, it's not a colored in star. It's like for the fans of Killswitch and the fans of like that hardcore sound, they're gonna like us. There's a lot of different variations in riffs, but nothing that grabbed me and pulled me into just yeah, this is exactly what I fell in love with in Killswitch before. But not to say they're still bad songs, but again, probably agree, Danny. I agree. So we'll talk about lyrics. So you know, the riffs are fine in the, in the self, um, but Jesse, what do you think of his vocal performance, Danny? Yeah, um, uh, I do like Jesse's vocalist. So I remember. It's him coming to the band. Actually, was a good move. Um, Howard was a yeah, look. Howard was singing as well. Nothing yeah. against the bloke, but I just preferred Jesse's uh, tone better. I thought um, he had a better, cleaner vocal sound, and Howard had a bit of a better scream. To be fair, but Jesse has more of a more of a death metal sound. I guess. What I liked about Howard, Tim Howard, though, is when they did the slower songs, it made the songs sound sad. Now, even the slower mm. songs now with Jesse, they sound. Happy to the point of like diabetes inducing, <laughs> like that track three cut me loose. I can't every time I hear that chorus, I had to skip the track because it's like oh, it, it hits that nerve in me. I'm like ah, oh, this is not what this isn't metal. Like it's just this is not this is for me. It's it's too much angst and too much sappiness that transitions really weird into something like really heavy, like some of those later tracks and. Mm. It's it's tough, but when you hear the slower songs from Tim Howard, they have a lot of emotion and a lot of drive, you know. So, Danny, is that kind of what you get from? Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. I think again, it's it's, it's always it always comes out the style, what you prefer, and what uh, what sound you like to hear from like, the people. Like the Arms of Sorrow, for example, from uh, as, as sorry as as they like dies, like that kind of stuff, songs like that. Even this is Absolution with that kind of like fasty, but. It's when he hits those songs, he has mm. more of that sad emotion coming through his voice, where Jesse Lynch has that more triumph coming from his voice. So you're going to celebrate with Jesse, but you're going to be... Um, and he does have a lot of passion to his voice too, but with the way they would write songs for Tim Howard are definitely different from Jesse. And that's the problem I've got with this album, is that it's, it's, it's happy. It's a celebration, and it makes me feel like, eh. Again, happy, not metal, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, Jesse does all the right things. He even stretches his lyrics thing. But the weird thing is he came out and admitted to people that he had a hard time writing for this album and he hit a brick wall. Did you know that, Danny? Uh, no, I did not, Matthew. No. Yeah, so he came out and said that he had a hard time writing for it and he had to come to Adam, who was producing the album, his guitarist, and be like, look, dude, I'm, I'm really struggling. So he'd bring new lyrics and new ideas and rah, rah, rah. So that might be a problem. Why I have a problem with some of these songs is because they just sound like he's kind of hitting a wall with it and the emotions just isn't getting carried across because he hasn't really internalized some of these songs enough. But I don't know. That's, that's a bit Yeah, of I mean, that's probably true. You can hear Jesse seems to have... Yeah, I'm not sure if it's the vocals leading the songs or the songs leading the vocals, but they he seems to have a certain rhythm or certain... Yeah, uh, way he will sing the song over and over again. But he's very good at it. And let's just be honest. He's all the tricks he pulls out, all oh, those yeah. high registers, his growls, his screams. You know, especially when um, Adam goes underneath him to do those dual vocals. It sounds cool. You know, it's all there. It's just whether you like the style or not. So if you like that kind of transition from descent to descent more so than the earlier stuff, then this is going to be your album. So yeah, again, vocals are there. You know, they're fine. But um, there are times for me that even I had trouble trying to get really into it. So. Let's kind of move on to the next uh, section, groove. So, Danny, does this put a nail on your face? Do you headbang to it? Do you want to do runs with it? Or do you feel like just have sitting back and have a cup of tea? Yeah, it's for the, the cup of tea. As long as you finish the tea before the breakdown start. Because yeah. they, they are always like, they're, they're highlights of the songs. But you, know, you, you can't wait 
two minutes of like just oh yeah oh yeah and the chorus is not so bad but oh yeah and then the breakdown comes for like 20 seconds oh this is actually pretty sweet and then oh yeah because then they always cut down slow or cut back into the chorus again ugh yeah it's been a tricky one for this one I'm yeah, kind of going through the tracks in my head and just kind of figuring out like the, the times I was really angry and I've got to be honest there were some killer times when it was for example The Great Deceit the whole song for me is a ripper you know that's a great song yeah. track 8 until this day Really good stuff. Um, you know, well, I, I do say like, cut me loose. Even though Matt might think it's sickly sweet, oh does have. I, I think it's still a nice little groovy song. Parts of it, you know, it sounds very similar to "It Falls on Me." Though, like, there's a, I think it's the the track. Uh, oh no, we carry on. Sorry, so we carry on and. Um, Cut me loose. They have the same feel for the exact same thing they're trying to get across, and that, for me, it's like, uh, yeah, I sh- I just struggled to 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 really grab my interest. Like, well, I didn't feel that going into these tracks. Yeah, I don't think there's much really to say. You agree with me on really get inspired to like swing along or even like mosh out to. I, I, yeah, I mean, when I heard the first kill switch, I'm like, yeah, like the establishment, yeah. like. <laughs> But these guys are the establishment now. They're the biggest, one of the biggest hardcore bands going around. So, and they're really happy about having great times with their friends and their family and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm still stuck with like, yeah, after like after government, like they're still like screwing up our, you know, uh, you know, global warming. I want to see more metal bands, not less metal bands, because everyone's gonna be too hot to play guitar. That's right. So yeah. I was like, ah. You know, but my friends love it. So, you know, I'm, I, me and Danny are on our own little island on this. Um, but, um, you know, the grooves are cool, I guess. They're going to sometimes get you moving in the pit. But what they're going to do is get you singing. And to see them live, I think that's the best thing about this album is that I can see where they're going with it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Look, I just, I just don't. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they could do better. Yeah, the, so, you know, it's, it's not going to be bleak. But, you know, this isn't a bad album. So let's just put that into perspective, you know. We're going to talk about diversity. Diversity, do they change it often? Yes, Danny, diversity. Uh, I mean, like, diversity is kind of like a yes or no thing. I mean, like, song structures are very similar. So, you can't, the diversity is not that grand in majority of the songs because you kind of know what to expect. And even when the next song starts, like, oh, uh, here it comes, and you kind of, like, bounce to, like, oh, yeah, that's how the song is going to start. Yeah. So, I don't really sent too much diversity. Again, until today was great because that was a different type of sound to it. Uh, you have some where the intros are a little bit slower, and then you have some where they might, instead of doing like a breakdown, they might do a solo, a bit of like a bridge or something. And yeah, like Ascension would be like more punchier for the kids, but then you've got like those ballads like Cut Me Loose and, you know, like We Carry On. But then they've got those mid groovy songs like uh, Strength of the Mind, which has that great chorus that everyone's going to sing. So, you know, there is plenty of diversity on this album. You know, the variations on wrist doesn't give me fatigue as much. It's just like you said, the structure of it will become familiar to a lot of um, a lot of Killswitch fans who have been following him for many years. And the biggest gripe that I'll have with this album is not Adam for his versatility because he's changed a lot, not Jesse because he's improved a lot, but the drummer's the most guiltiest suspects of this album because he's done everything that I've heard him do over the last 15 years and not much else different to push the band forward. Oh, that should be cool. I, I think that's fair. I, I haven't heard anything. Oh, the only thing he's done differently is play Alone I Stand, which is the first track. They do this like weird either time signature or offbeat drumming where you hear like a 4-4 four, four beat, but then the last note or bar or whatever it is of the, of the um, yeah, last note of the bar is like a individual tom hit or something, and it's just infuriating. That was not a clever drum choice. It really 
frustrates me when I hear yeah, it. Yeah, I think because oh, when he's terrible. pushed out of his, um, when the drummer's pushed out of his uh, comfort zone, he, he does struggle. He does exactly what the song needs, but when he's not quite in that comfortable spot, it's a bit harder. And I think he re- read, I think I read somewhere that the um, previous to this, the faster stuff was quite quite hard for him so I'd like to hear him kind of like stretch the wings more when it's his chance to kind of get into a song just to help break up because it might be why for me being a long term Killswitch fan why hearing all these songs for me are like uh, I've heard, I kind of get this feeling where it's deja vu but mm. again because Jesse and Adam do so well to incorporate new ideas and that and there's new strong structures and even though it is more happier it is new sound so you know, it's 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 polarizing for me. I can't hate the album for what it tries to do, but what I can do is just uh, give me my thoughts on how I didn't connect, get to connect with it because of its, you know, of the progression where the band's heading now and uh, you know where it's going at. Yes, yes. I think should we move on to our fifth and final yeah. uh, production? Uh, Danny, do you hear everything off the album? Do you love what you hear? Is it uh, is it all good? Big piece of uh, deliciousness. Uh, I would say this is an appetizer because it doesn't leave you full and it, it kind of somehow ab- uh, stimulates the senses. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't finish use it as a main course, no, mate. Yeah, it's gonna be an album that I won't return to unless I hear that they're coming back to Adelaide, which I will definitely hear this album again to memorize that because the best time I have is being at a Killswitch concert and getting yeah. amongst the fans and seeing everyone singing these choruses together and that. So for me. The album can be reviewed twice. One, for when I get to see them live, and I know I'm going to have a great time singing these songs with them, but one that's going to make continuous rotations in my city player, in my car or at home, and I don't even see myself wanting to put this album. I was listening to other cities that we're going to review in the future more than this album, so that's a bit of a shame. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is a bit of a letdown. For Look, to be honest, those Kill Switch fans, I don't really think would... I can't speak for other people. Oh. I don't have that ability. But again, being an older man now, I can tell you what I think people should be believing in their heads. And they should be, <laughs> and they should be we're saying, right, apparently. Yeah, we're right. Yeah, yeah, And they should be saying, no, we want another, we can't wait till the next album gets released or go back to the older stuff because there's, there's nothing too much new with this album. Yeah, when, when I heard those extra songs from the, the album on the B-sides, or you could say, I was like, wow, like there are songs that I would generally enjoy. But you know, this is, this is an album. So Danny, final thoughts. Uh, would you recommend this album? What What do you think overall? Oh, look, I, I really wouldn't recommend this album. If I if I wanted to get a new person to kill switch, I definitely wouldn't get them into this album because it, it's not that exciting. Um, again, because there's, there's nothing really memorable off this album. Uh, I mean, it, it's funny because like this song here, it, it seems like every of this album, every song could be broken into two halves. It could be broken like. Um, pre-second chorus and post-second chorus because everything at the same chorus is kind of the same structure and everything post-second chorus is where you see or might feel a bit of a different guitar sound or riff because the breakdowns again are probably the best parts of the songs yeah. so if you can start every song just only from the break breakdowns or at least you might hear something different a bit memorable but Apart from that, that's what I can really say. Yeah, to any metal fan that's listening that hasn't checked out Killswitch, there's a reason why Killswitch is so big and popular. Is that every album though has incorporated many ideas, but they have a home in hardcore. But they still do thrash riffs, death metal licks, or or even like some darker, heavier stuff, you know, which makes them very accessible to a lot of fans. And then when they do those big choruses that they're singing and stuff. It can get you rolled up very positively. So this is a disarm the descent too for me kind of sense. It gives me that kind yeah. of theme, the way it's theme the way it's written. So if you love that album, you know definitely check this out. But for other metalheads, I would suggest if you're forgetting into this band, you want to check out Alive or Just Breathing for sure, 
or you know, and a heartache as well, and maybe even to some the descent. If you want to see a better representation of these kind of happy, different variation of kind of riffs and songs like that. So, all in all, Danny, um, yeah, it'll just kind of finish on that with it. So, that's our review of Kill Switch and Gazy Incarnate, yeah. another you know, decent album. So, check it out if you get a chance. Yeah, let's put it another way. If this was my birthday present, I would wish for another birthday. Yeah, so that's how I put it. I'd Aww. be like Santa. Like you know, step Stand it up, on mate. my birthday. Uh, <laughs> I'm not Jesus. <laughs> so that's give us another uh, another installment here of Super Metal Brothers on our lovely podcast. It's been a pleasure. Now next week we're going to do our be- uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to sell ourselves. We sold ourselves on it before. We're doing the Baby Metal uh, album. Danny, can you believe we're going to be reviewing the Baby Metal? Uh, no, if you asked me this two years ago, I would say, what the hell was Baby Metal? Yeah, Metal Resistance is the album, so you must come and listen to our thoughts feelings on that. I guarantee you're going to get a laugh out of it because there's some craziness on this record. Yeah, it, it, it does start a bolder mind of what they actually do and what their songs actually sound like. Well, thank you for tuning in once again, guys. I am Super Metal Brother Matt. And I'm Super Metal Brother Dan. And we have been the Super Metal Brothers. Thank you for listening. Check us out next week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Thank you. <laughs>